Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. I'm Ray Allen, President and CEO of Peppershock Media, also a Chief Marketing Officer for Hire. And this is the Marketing Expedition Series, and we're going to go on a marketing expedition today. I am here with Joe McKittish, and he's got a couple of businesses. We'll talk about that. And I first want to say, Joe, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Now, tell us, get, give us a little bit of history of who you are, and then go into the business that that you do, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the new business you have. But give us a history. History. Okay. So uh, I started my career doing technology, work for big technology companies, you name top five technology companies. I probably <clears throat> worked for them all at one point. And uh, <clears throat> about 2003, I decided I didn't want to work in the technology, big technology space anymore and started exploring starting a company. So this is almost 15 years ago. We started right? in 2003 too. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so um, we actually uh, w went official in 2015. Okay or 2015, not, not 2015, 2005. Oh, got it, 2005. And so 2005, we, uh, I split off from HP okay. and started a company doing cloud computing for for-profit businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, about 2008, we decided to kind of make a little switch and try some nonprofits. Uh, worked with a boys and girls club and uh, we really, really liked it. And, uh, you know, that's been really a primary focus for us in that business is non small nonprofits. And, um, you know, we, we started working with you on uh, analyzing what we were doing for marketing, and it made us switch to almost completely nonprofits and working with what are called managed service providers, IT providers that are out in the marketplace helping businesses. So, uh, and you, that's Send Technologies. Send Technologies is the name of that company. S E N. Yes. You have to say it right. <laughs> yes, yes, Send Technologies. So uh, that company's been gr growing strong and growing great. Uh, about three years ago, we ran into a bit, a bit of a sales hitch. So uh, just weren't selling enough. We thought, you know, there's 1.2 million nonprofits in this country. Most of them need IT help. We weren't getting in front of enough of them. And so that was really our focus was how do we get in front of more of them? So uh, from that, we spun off and started a sales company. Okay. And that company is called Curdos. K-E-R-D-O-S, so, uh, and that's been growing strong. So now we not only sell for my cloud computing company, but for all kinds of different companies, including yours. All right, and we started, let's see, we did the marketing needs assessment um, right. several years ago, and then as a result of that, that's where you uh, saw the focus of what you wanted to do, right. because we kind of created a blueprint or the foundation of the, of the brand of what could be, uh, what could come and the result of everything that you were doing, looking at all of the marketing efforts that you had taken and what you, we wanted to stop, start, keep doing. And then it really uh, kind of created this opportunity and you even pivoted and started a whole nother company as exactly. a result, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we, we did the marketing needs assessment and really we've just been throwing money at marketing. I think this is a small business thing. We just go, well, we have to do marketing. So let's just figure out what our marketing budget is and then divide it up between a bunch of marketing things and, and see, see what, what sticks and what, see what sticks right? and really nothing stuck. And so, <laughs> you know, um, mainly cause we, we just would blow through our budget and then not stick with anything long enough or, you know, it wasn't right for who we were targeting. We just didn't know. We just yeah. knew we had to do yeah. some marketing and we were mostly a company of IT people and salespeople. So, right. uh, no, we didn't have any professional marketing mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So when we engage with you, 
you. Mm -hmm. We really determined that we were a technology company and we need to focus on doing technology, but we had a whole big sales team. And uh, really we had more salespeople than we had technical people <laughs> trying to fix our sales problem. We just kept hiring more salespeople, but there's a sales guy math problem, right? If you have a salesperson yeah. and they sell two, two businesses per month, you think that hiring a second salesperson means that you're gonna sell four businesses per month. But what that actually means is now you're only selling two businesses per month, but now each one's selling one. So yeah. uh, that, that's just the way it happens. Yeah. So uh, we didn't really understand that. And uh, the marketing needs assessment uh, allowed us to go, who are we? What are we trying to accomplish? Who is our, our primary market? Who are, what's our identity as a company so that we could then market that better? And that led us to saying, well, we're not a sales organization. Right. We're a technology company. Let's create another company that is a sales organization and outsource our sales to that. And as a result, Kurdos has been going strong now for about a year? Yeah, so we've, we hired the first people for, for Kurdos like I don't know, two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And then we started taking on other clients last January. Okay. So, and tell me, how has it been going so far? Amazing. Yeah. Well, give me some <laughs> success stories. What's happened? You know, success stories, I would say, you know, our biggest success story is my own company. You know, uh, we went from having, you know, uh, six to seven, eight salespeople at one time and really not selling enough. And then we hired two people on the Curto side and those two people were outselling that whole sales team <laughs> we, within three months. So right. it was pretty incredible. Right. So a uh, huge success. And then, you know, we work a lot in the technology space. So, you know, software as a service companies are really, really good for us. So, we, you know, we work with a, a software as a service company and they have a strong marketing mm -hmm. focus and they were getting 70 leads inbound per month month through their marketing efforts, which is which is pretty good for the type of software that they have. But they were only engaging with five to six of them. Okay. And so we were able to come in, engage with all of the, right. the ones they're currently getting and all the ones that they've kind of let languish. Right. And we would turn those into business. And Kurdos doesn't do just cold <clears throat> calling. I mean, give us the whole process. What does Kurdos do now? Sure. So, you know, the, the first thing we do is we take all of the leads and contacts that a company is gotten over time. So a new customer, we typically ask them for, for contacts that they have. So that could be in Excel spreadsheets or in their Outlook or, you know. Uh, Here's some business cards. Yeah, stacks like, of business. Yeah. yeah, I always tell this story. Somebody came to me and they said, hey, you know, we want you to work, work with us. And I'm like, well, what have you been doing? And they said, well, we go to these trade shows all the time, sometimes two or three of them a month. I'm like, oh, great. You know, uh, what? how are you following up on those leads? They're like, well, we take the one or two at the trade show that we're really interested in. We follow up with those and we don't do anything with the rest. <laughs> and so, you know, if you do the math, you know, let's just say they, mm -hmm. you know, simple math, they get 200, right. you know, and it, they cost them $10,000 total to go to the trade show. Very expensive leads that they're yeah. doing nothing with. Right. And so she handed me an Ariat boot box. I don't know if you know Ariat. <laughs> yeah. but you know, not, not to do product placement, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's like this big yeah. and it's just full of stacks of like three to 400 business cards rubber banded together. Oh my God. Gosh, but that's like, oh, yeah. amazing. As a business owner, I almost <laughs> had a heart attack. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. Wow. So, uh, so we, you know, that's one thing we do is we'll help engage with those contacts too. So follow up is follow key. up is key. Absolutely. Yep. So we we'll, we do everything from building a CRM. Uh -huh. Well, usually on the HubSpot platform. Mm -hmm. And then we'll take all of the leads and contacts and everything that they're working on or not working and mm -hmm. put them all in there. And we'll uh, backfill those with a lot of you know prospecting on our own. So we right. use a lot of different tools out there to gain new Good. prospects based upon the requirements from the client. Right. And then we, uh, we come up with a, a phased approach to contacting people. So we kind of go old school and do an introductory mm -hmm. uh, email or letter to 
the prospect, and then we call them and, and develop a relationship and build trust and relationship mm -hmm. with the brand and the, yeah. until the prospect is ready to sign. And then you're going to take them all the way through signing, essentially. Exactly. I mean, they're developing the relationship, yeah. and they can act as you. So it's kind of like white-labeled as if it's a salesperson that works for the company, and it's it's – Pretty seamless, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, you know we're we're really a culture-driven company. So we you know if you read like Tony Shea's, you know, delivering happiness, we base our culture on that. We teach the culture. We hire from culture, Good. you know, uh, primarily. And then you know you don't have to really manage people. Okay. And process becomes a lot easier when people are reading the same books and thinking about the same stuff. And okay. so we build our processes around that culture. So when we come into our clients, sometimes mm -hmm. we run into businesses that are not a good culture fit for us. Sure. But to be a client, but most of mm -hmm. most of them, they want to be that way. So we'll bring our culture and then, you know, doing, you know, delivering wow through, you know, service is Good. our number one, Excellent. you know. Uh, and so when we're talking to prospects on our client's behalf, mm -hmm. you know, we're, de we're delivering that to them. And so it, it just builds a relationship much faster. So tell me a little bit more about the culture of your company. What's the right. ideal setting and how can you work with the people? Because you have different places that people work all over, right? So how do you make that the, the culture of your company? Right. So everybody works from home, you know, uh, but we get together every week uh, for a video conference and once a, once a month in person. Okay. And uh, so far, the company's small enough we can go meet in my living room, which is great. <laughs> uh, and I get up there with a whiteboard and we talk about culture, you know. So uh, the way that we ingrained it is kind of interesting. So when we hire people, we don't hire them for their talents or skills okay. unnecessarily. Obviously, they have to be kind of well-spoken right. and well-written. But, you know, most of them have, you know, college experience, communications, degrees, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And I have a, a, you know, they can write a sentence and put a period at the end properly. <laughs> You know, good which is, is yeah, good grammar is important. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. you know, we do those interviews just to make sure that, you know, we're not going to run into a problem there. Mm -hmm. But then two of our team members, they do a culture interview with our new people. So there's each one of our 10 core values has two questions assigned to it. And we're asking those questions, not necessarily a right or wrong answer, but to yeah. get a feel for if the that person's going to be a good culture fit for us. Good. And good. Uh, that's the most important part of the, in, the interview is if they come in, we can teach them processes. We prefer people who have no sales experience before okay so they could they don't we don't have to break their bad habits so, you know, right. they learn our way of doing things but Good. the culture we can't teach you know we can't go back in time and from the time somebody's two or three or four years old teach them how yeah. you know to integrate with us so okay. they're either fit or they're not and mm -hmm. then the first day that they're on the job you know they're getting trained by our people to learn mm -hmm. our culture so okay. turn your phone off put it on do not disturb yeah. and we're going to train you on our culture, you know, okay. whiteboard, here's our 10 core values, here's your notebook. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to teach you that. And okay. every day I see our people, you know, we use a product called GroupMe, you know, okay. which is kind of like Slack, okay. you know, where we're messaging back and forth and uh -huh. our, our employees are messaging each other stories about things that happened that day and how they used one of the 10 core values oh, in that good. situation. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I, we talk a lot about your culture and brand and how happy employees can create a better brand and you know then a better brand means happy clients all of right. those types <laughs> of things so uh it's really it's really a key key item so let's talk a little bit about um because we know sales and marketing go together and, and it's all about building that brand how can a company who has never really hired a sales team before really right. your sales team 
how would they kind of treat this as something that they've never done before? What kind of objections have you had before that sure. you've overcome? What does it mean if people do hire you uh, and, and incorporate your team into their company? Yeah, so I think the the primary ob objection we get in the sales process is usually that they can go hire somebody cheaper, uh, you know, uh -huh. which is totally true. They can go right. hire somebody uh, for less money. Sometimes but, you get what you pay for, right? right? But, but then they have to manage that person. They don't have a training program to teach them how to do sales. They have to make sure that they're using the CRM and they're following up with people enough. They've never built a sales process before. Gotcha. Me as a small business owner, you know, I have an engineering background. So what do I know about sales, right. you know, uh, what I've learned from books and those kind of things. But hiring somebody who understands and knows how to build sales process was the key to starting our so sales company. engineering the sales process. The engineering the sales process, exactly. So um, most small business owners, they go, oh, if I just go hire an outside salesperson or inside salesperson, that's going to fix all of my problems. Uh, and what they find usually, and this is the tale right. of woe, uh, they hire a salesperson and right. then they're, you know, within a year they're frustrated. There's not proper expectations. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to communicate well with the salesperson. They don't know how to set, you know, uh, the, you know, they, they think, oh, if I give them base plus commission, that's going to incentivize them. Right. So, you know, uh, overcoming those objections, I use lots of stories. I'm mm -hmm. a storyteller. So I like to say, you know, tell them stories of yeah. my own, my own experience with salespeople right. and my experience that I, li I listen to small business owners all the time. I'm, yeah. You know, they have the same problems with right. sales. They go we've hire had, sales we've had salespeople, yeah. and yep. you know it's true. If they aren't making sales right away, then it, they get frustrated. And you know right. we know that sales takes time to build those relationships, and you have to work at it. It has to, it's work, right? Right. Yeah. Well, so, you know, average right now is thirteen touches to get somebody off oh, of wow. your board, right? right. So. You know, uh, mm -hmm. a yes is good. A no is equally as good because at least you're moving them through the system mm -hmm. and, you know, on and off of the system. So, well, and just you know, because it's a no now doesn't mean it wouldn't be a no, exactly. you know, next month or a year from now, right? Right. Yeah. But, but because small business owners don't have patience and, <laughs> and salespeople uh, right. feel that, like, uh, pressure to, mm -hmm. to sell faster, they just never get to that 13th, 14th, 15th uh. touch. Right. You know, so... Uh, Persistency, you know. right? Without being annoying. Exactly. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there, you know, there, there's a fine balance. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so uh, it, it's a big problem with sale, sales and small business owners. There's just a, you know, conflict there. Mm -hmm. And they, they're not really made to work together. You know, you have an right. entrepreneur, or, you know, somebody's right. not an entrepreneur, maybe they're a technician that started a business, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I'm a good CPA, so I'm going to go start my own CPA company. Uh, what they're not good at is selling. Right. right? And they're right. definitely not good at hiring a salesperson, knowing mm -hmm. what a good salesperson looks like, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then hiring them and getting them to motivated to do sales for them. Right. You know, they're, they're right. just not good at that. Yeah. They're good at being a CPA, right? right. Just like I was good at being an engineer. I'm not, you know, I was yeah. never, I never could figure out why aren't these sales guys just selling these? <laughs> you know, we have yeah. such good products. Yeah. And, uh, well, and, so, and it's true too yeah. that sometimes business owners can sell their business much more oh, yeah. than salespeople. And so to translate that into other people, sometimes it's really a hard thing to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the e-myth, you know, yeah. you've read that book, mm -hmm. you know, uh, technicians start businesses and that's why businesses fail so much right. because right. not only are we good at whatever we're good technically at, and I made right. the same mistake, right? I started mm -hmm. a technology company because I'm good at technology <laughs> right. and uh, then I'm good at sales because I'm passionate about the technology. Yeah. And so people would just buy from me because I'm passionate, Yeah. you know, and because well, uh, so we're the business owners, yeah. we're not the salespeople trying to sell them. We're passionate about what we do. I mean, right. I totally get that cycle. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I never could figure out how to, you know, instill that passion enough mm -hmm. in salespeople to get themselves as well right. as I could. Right. 
Yeah. And so who ends up you know, selling? Right. I do. Yep. Yep. And uh, it just never got me out of it. And then, you know, so for, for us, that process yeah. of bringing somebody in, like you said, bringing, mm-hmm. bringing our culture into a business, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk to a small business owner, they go, well, it's going to take me six weeks or two months to train right. your salespeople to sell our stuff. Right. Like that's the why you're failing at sales yeah. because now your salespeople are, you're turning them into a technician. They don't need to know how, right. you know, if I turn this knob, it does this. Yeah. You know, all they need to know is what the end result is enough to sell the product. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what we gather from our clients mm-hmm. is enough information for us to sell. Good. And uh, we're very, very efficient at that. Right. And you just start with kind of the one thing right. instead of doing many, many things, right? right? I mean, and, and let's talk a little bit about that. Why is it so much easier to sell just the one thing rather than the whole slew of everything that you have to well, offer? Well, it's overwhelming. Right. It's overwhelming to the salesperson. Mm-hmm. And if it's overwhelming to the salesperson who's selling, it's definitely overwhelming to the prospect. Right. And so what we want to do is find the one thing that we can sell very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, has a high profit margin, and has and the- And get really good at it. Yeah, yeah, get really good at it, and it has the the ability for the our client to turn the customer into buying other things. Right. So right. we we try and find that one thing. Okay. Most most small businesses, the list of things they do reads like an all you can eat sushi menu. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like unlimited front and back, <laughs> and you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I can never eat all this. <laughs> I'm gonna try though. You know. Yeah. So what we try and do is find the one thing that they're really good at. You know, mm-hmm. if you go to a sushi place and it's named, uh, you know, Kim's Sushi, I like to go on the menu and find things that say Kim's next to it because right. that's their yeah, specialty it's a dishes. Specialty, yeah. And it's the, almost the same thing yeah. with small businesses. Yeah. We try and find what they're good at, mm-hmm. what they mm-hmm. really want us to sell, but they may not even know it yet. And uh, that's the one right. thing that we go after. Right. You know, even my own cloud business, we we have this all-you-can-eat sushi menu, but our salespeople only sell one thing. Mm-hmm. And then once they're in the door, then the customer goes, oh, can you do this? Yes, we yes, can. Yeah. yeah, and then, you and then can we upsell. Have the yeah opportunity to, to mm-hmm. grow those sales and have some organic growth in the client that you've gained, but at least now they've had a step in the door, at least a little foot in the door to get there, right? right. That's good, good. Yeah. So have you, um, you, you've mentioned before that some of these clients that you've taken on, they the volume of what you've done for them, and they almost have to kind of turn, turn, turn it off a little bit, right? right. Tell me about that kind of success story, because that yeah. excites me a little right. bit. Yeah, so... Um, you know, that's why we only do half-time people now. Mm-hmm. So when we were, when we started out, we made, made mistakes. And we- We all do. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> hey, you need a full-time person. So we brought a full-time person in there because, you know, right. they'd have three or four salespeople. So I'd think, mm-hmm. hey, a full-time person is appropriate here. But the volume that we would bring by like the third or fourth month would mm-hmm. be overwhelming to the small business. So now right. I've, we've gotten better about asking questions mm-hmm. in the, in the, during the process. Yeah. So you bring on two clients a month now, what if that was 10? And sometimes you, small business owners, I see their eyes get a little shifty right? and they go, uh, that's a lot you know, to I handle. I don't know if I can handle that many. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, my own cloud company. But a company, good problem to have, right? right? I mean, hey, if you've just suddenly, you know, on average sell two per month, but now you have 10, right? what does that mean? I mean, there's all kinds of opportunity there. Yeah. But yeah. Well, with Send Technologies, we, we had the same problem, right? We Stuff that used to take us two weeks now takes two hours because we had to improve our processes. Yeah. It yeah. didn't happen overnight, it happened over a course of years. But, right. you know, we really focused on 
gone, hey, if we're going to onboard, you know, mm -hmm. we're onboarding two, now we're doing 10, mm -hmm. you know, in a week, mm -hmm. what would that do? And our engineering team was like, whoa, we can't handle that. Right. Well, we need to figure that out. Yeah. And so, well, we broke ourselves. Right? Yeah. We, yeah. And then we had to learn. And, and then fix it. Fix it, it and fix make it, it break better. Break it, make it better, <clears throat> different iterations, right? <laughs> but it's interesting when you, f when small business owners really fix that stuff, mm -hmm. then it opens the doors for a lot more opportunity right. because their mind right. is now, hey, we can... We used to only be able to do two. Now we can do ten. Yeah. Well, what's a hundred? You know. Right. So. What does that look like? And how many more uh, yeah. support staff do we need to right. <laughs> to make that happen? Right. Very They're not good. as bogged down by the minutia. Right. So. Right. So the, the topic of this webinar really um, is going to be about the marketing needs assessment. So I want to just touch a little bit more about that process that you went through. What would you suggest to others if other people were wanting to do the marketing needs assessment as well? Sure. Um, you know, what did, what was your big takeaway? What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? You know, what were some things? And I know it was a little while ago that you did it, but uh, I just wanted to bring you in because I thought it was such a success story in, in what we did uh, working with you and how you had that pivot in your in your entire business, right? Right. Um, but uh, what would you say to others if they were wanting to do the same process? Yeah, you know, and I've recommended other business owners to do to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, the, I think that the big thing is, is that we as small business owners spend a lot of money on marketing. And right. we may not even yeah. realize it, but it's not just money, but time. We go mm -hmm. to networking events, we go to mm -hmm. all these different things, and we do all this stuff because we think we have to. Right. And uh, what they do, what's not realized sometimes is there's, there's more efficient ways to do things because we're just mm -hmm. so busy. And is know? it getting a return on the time investment or right. the talent or the treasure, time, talent, and treasure? Yep. Are you getting an ROI on what it is that you're investing your time in? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, it's it's the same thing for us. We were spending all this time, you know, going to local, mm -hmm. you know, uh, networking events and mm -hmm. local, uh, you know, business after hours and stuff mm -hmm. like that, which, which is fun and it's a great, you know, experience, but uh, it wasn't turning into business. And we realized, we, you know, when you, with the, the marketing needs assessment that we did, we, mm -hmm. we really looked at how much time we were spending right. and how much dollars we were spending on stuff that just wasn't yeah. uh, helping us reach our goals. And our, you know, we first wrote down, what, what are we trying to do here? Yeah. You know, are we trying to be a local cloud company with only servicing people in Boise, or are we trying to service nonprofits all over the United States? Yeah. And if, it's all over the United States. Why are we spending any time and effort going to local networking right. networking groups? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, I looked at my own time. Let's just say I worked 40 hours a week, which is <laughs> a little on the light side. Right, yeah. it's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll tell people, I work 40 hours a week, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, in a given week, I'd spend mm -hmm. five, six, seven hours either driving to or at networking events. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a whole day out of my week that I was right. spending on local networking, yeah. which would maybe gain us one or two clients a month. Right. And and uh, it just wasn't enough. Because you had the FaceTime. Right. There was that relationship. But you're right. It does take time to develop that. And maybe there could be other ways. Right. And those yeah. those relationships are great. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've led into other opportunities for me. But uh, not opportunities for Sen. They right. were opportunities for other things that have come yeah. along since. But mm -hmm. Sen, we really changed our focus to, you know, um, hey, we went to this one Boys and Girls Club event. And we right. got all these leads and we worked on that for like three months. And that was the yeah. greatest, you know, 5,000 bucks we ever spent. And, uh, well, they have seven of those. You know, why don't we spend right. all of our money on that? And so we did that for the first year after we did the needs assessment. Mm -hmm. And it, it exploded. The nonprofit community as a whole just exploded for us. Right. Because people will accelerate that word of mouth to other people. If you do something for this nonprofit, then now suddenly you will be doing it for others. If you do a good job and continue to service them and do what you do. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so that really, it just re more than anything, help us, helped us refocus, mm -hmm. you know, what we were doing. You know, uh, our website was ambiguous, right. you know, it had the all-you-can-eat-sushi menu on it. And uh, people go to our website, and we didn't really, we were like, oh, our website's awesome, you know. But <laughs> people, you know, I think every small business owner, so most of them are honest. <laughs> most of them are honest. But, you know, we, we were not honest with ourselves, yeah. and we were like, hey, this is, this mm -hmm. is great. And, and we, we got the, you know, from your team, mm -hmm. your website's mm -hmm. totally confusing. The people go there, and they right. don't even know what you do. And so, you know, we refocus that as it is now. It's focused on what we do, you know. Yep. Uh, and every marketing piece that we put out is, this is what we do, this is who we are, it's very focused. Good. Not that Good. we, you know, uh, and we don't have to blast out to everybody. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to be everything to everybody good. like we were before. Right, you're focusing your efforts and your messaging into the right people, that's good. Mm -hmm. And it's grown. And now right. you have a whole support team and sales team to help make that continue to grow. Right. Yeah, good. Uh, so any words of wisdom that you would like to share to people who are uh, trying to build their brand and their bottom line? Their brand and their bottom line. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, re read a lot of books. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, find help yeah. that is qualified to help you. Good. You know, yeah. um, I think that that's been our, the one thing when people ask me, What's led to your success, you know, uh, proper mentors, uh, proper vendors that are actually experts in their area mm -hmm. and not being able, afraid to outsource stuff, you know, that you're not good, that's not actually a revenue driver for your company. Okay. So, so how do people find you? Uh, LinkedIn is the best way to find me. Uh, Joe McKittish. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if they want to learn more about Curtos, do they go to curtos.com? <laughs> Yeah, uh, curtosstudio.com is the, is the website, uh, but uh, I have a lot of information on, on LinkedIn as well. Okay. So I try and publish the occasional article and that kind of thing out there. So. Fantastic. LinkedIn's really exploding too. Now we can right. do video on LinkedIn and yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I spend all, I, all my social media time is spent on LinkedIn if ah, I can help it. Yeah, so. very good. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us and um, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and our webinar series. You can go to peppershock.com on the resource tab. There's all kinds of information there. We've got upcoming events. Uh, there's a workshop. There's a culture and brand camp coming up. Uh, so be sure and check out the site uh, for all the different events and podcasts and all of the resources that we have to offer. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com.